welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 1, Episode 15, Magnifying Glass. The original air date for this episode is February 10th, 2017. It was directed by Stephen Herrick, who we've had before, um, I think this season. Yeah, he directed Scissors. He did Scissors, but he also directed the Young MacGyver pilot mm-hmm. and a bunch of cool movies. Yeah, Bill, Bill and, Ted, and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Don't Tell Mama Babysitter's Dead. Right, good stuff. Critters. Critters, really? The first mm-hmm. one? I believe so. That's a good one. It's no Critters 3, but... Yeah. Um, and this episode was written by Brian Durkin. Brian Durkin, who wrote Pilers and Wrench. Right. Pilers is a classic. Um, why don't we describe this episode in brief? Whoa, boy. <laughs> in brief? Okay. Yep. One word. Uh, one word. Zodiac. Oh, that's not the word I expected. Hmm. No, it's of course, yeah, that's the exact word that you expected. That's exactly yeah, in this episode, uh, they're going after the Zodiac killer, who's apparently resurfaced and committing new murders. Right. He uh, just stopped for a while. He went dormant like he's a volcano, mm-hmm. and then he came back and started killing people in yeah. the same pattern that he did before. Just like Mount St. Helens. Just like she did that time when she killed those that couple by the beach. Mm-hmm. Um. So we start this episode on a date. Yeah, in the middle of the night, in a park, all alone, with no vehicle in sight, so they clearly walked there. Yeah. Um, it was kind of an odd setup. Yeah. Like, it's almost, like, exactly, like, teens in the woods kind of thing. It's like, but it was almost like they were just literally trying so hard to stage what happened to the actual first victims yeah. that they didn't care if it was a realistic thing to be happening. So, yeah, it's a cute couple. They're talking in the park, and uh, a car pulls up with its headlights on, shining it right at them, of course, like ruining the mood. Yeah. And uh, out comes this large, lumbering guy in a hoodie. He looks like a knight of knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like a big he- big hood. Like a, Basically, it looks like a, just a black pillowcase over his head. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's actually a square on the top. Mm-hmm. Because we get a better look at it later in the episode, but it's like he's wearing like a grocery bag over his head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he still has sunglasses on, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming are just affixed to the outside. Well, he wears the sunglasses at night so he can, so he can keep track of <laughs> visions in his eyes. I can't remember how the actual song goes. I, 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 I know the song, but I, I don't know the lyrics. I'm terrible at lyrics. Uh, so he points his gun, which, uh, and, uh, and kills him. Right. It, and it's. A uh, very interesting kind of gun. I, I believe it's a Luger, but it I'm, looks Lugery. Yeah. And he uh, and he shoots the guy once and her four times in the back or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Which is supposed to be a replication of the first uh, official Zodiac kill. Yeah, it was definitely a Luger, because it, it had that that kind of slide. Yeah. Where it looked like a not silk, a not golden golden gun. Yeah. 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 So it, it's the kind of it's it's kind of a cool thing because when it, the when the when the slide comes back, it actually like bends in half. And then re-extends. Right, yeah. uh, uh, and the actress on the date here is uh, the 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 character's name is Vanessa Frank, but the actress is Cheyenne Haynes, mm-hmm. who um, amongst she actually has a lot of credits for someone her age, but she was a character named Courtney Wells on the X Files. I think she was four years old at the time, mm-hmm. according to the bio on IMDb. But she um. Courtney Wells was the daughter of a man who, at the beginning of the episode, wakes up in prison and then lives the last five days in reverse. Hmm. And it turns out that he's in prison for having murdered his wife. The episode is called Red Rum. It's from season eight. 
Oh, well, well so it's later why, show, yeah, yeah. Why it explains why I don't remember. I don't remember it that well either. But um, sounds like something that probably would have upset the screenwriter and producers and probably director and cast of Memento, which came out like seven months later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably an interesting episode. I don't recall it off the top of my head. Uh, we were having a, kind of a weird discussion because they show uh, later on the episode, they'll, they'll talk about, they'll show like a police responding to the killing. Right. And the police officer refers to her as Caucasian. And, right. And I was like, I don't think she was Caucasian. Um, and then we go to her home and there's pictures of her. I was like, I still don't think she's Caucasian. But then we see her mother is, is Latino. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, but then we looked her up and she is, she's got quite a variety yeah, the, of, of genetics. Her IMDb resume has like 20 different ethnicities. And I don't know if it's like a list of like ethnicities she could play mm-hmm. or ethnicities oh, that she true. actually. Um, okay. Good, yeah. Cause she could, she could play anything. But yeah, she didn't look particularly Caucasian, and the mother definitely didn't, which is mm-hmm. why it was that much more confusing that they're saying, oh, it's an Asian man and a Caucasian woman, and it's like, she didn't seem Caucasian, but who am I to second-guess the police officer on the scene? Yeah. Um, there's definitely no chance that they wrote it one way in the script and then mm, didn't address it yeah, on set because when they realized that it didn't match the person that they found. Right, because uh, that voiceover was just, just voiceover. It wasn't live yeah there's no way we're gonna get that voiceover actress back in here to re-record the line or even anybody. though she's still in here <laughs> or anybody to record the line yeah uh so we after the opening credits after the murders uh we're at the phoenix foundation where macgyver is building a robot i don't know if we mentioned it before though that the hood that the guy's wearing actually has the zodiac symbol on it right 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 which is like uh, looks like a crosshair, and it was the way mm-hmm. that the Zodiac signed all of his letters to the police in the 60s. But yeah, now we're building a robot. We're building a robot. It's it's a pretty basic robot. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, like the, the face... One of the Mel robot. Uh, <laughs> Jack is terrified of it. Much like Archer to Krieger's uh, inventions. Yeah. Or MacGyver's landlady to the first robot that he's building in... Uh, what is that, the beginning of Countdown? Because that's when uh, Dana Elkhart calls him and tells him that there's a problem, and then he comes in and he says, this ship got lost in the middle of the ocean. The huh. beginning of Countdown, he's playing hockey with her. And then okay. his, his ex-girlfriend calls. You mean Flame's End? Or Flame's End, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Countdown. countdown. But Countdown's countdown. the egg one. Right, Countdown countdown's is the egg, egg one. Yeah. See, again, I brought this up last week. We're talk- we're, we're remembering... These episodes of MacGyver from the first season, yeah. talking about robots dropping eggs. Why was that? Why is that so much more memorable than anything that happens in these newer shows? Yeah. I don't know. It is weird. Um, but I did think that this whole situation was funny. I like that Jack was like Just terrified, terrified of, of robots. You know, he's he's making all kinds of pop culture references and things like that. But then inexplicably, the robot just sits up, and Jack just punches it in the face. Right. Which and then they, we get this weird post work after the robot lays back down of like green green blood, blood leaking out of its, out head, its head, but it's getting like painted on the screen as we're watching. It just looks very weird. Yeah, it was. I I don't know why it would be, but it was like glow stick fluid. You yeah. know, it wasn't. It wasn't even. It's was not like just it was like, like a hydraulic fluid or something yeah. like that. Or radi- It was more like like radiator. Yeah, fluid. it looked like coolant. But um, it's funny though because it looks like basically what happened was they laid the robot back down in a puddle. Mm-hmm. 
and then in post they erased the puddle and then like took off their mat so that it would look like the puddle was just now forming but it just looks really badly painted on like mm. it's animated uh, they are called up to Maddie Webbers. It's Maddie Webbers. Call me Addie. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, she has an assignment for them, and it's these murders, which, of course, they usually wouldn't handle because they're a spy agency. Yeah, this should be the San Francisco PD dealing with it. But uh, the girl who was murdered, Vanessa Frank, was Maddie Webber's goddaughter. No, it's unclear if that means that the San Francisco PD have not been called. <clears throat> and that this is suddenly being taken over by the Phoenix Foundation jurisdiction, which uh, they shouldn't have anywhere. Well, I would say that the police already are involved, but now Weber is involving the Phoenix Foundation because she says this isn't an official uh, foundation assignment. I'm asking you to do this. We don't have the but foundation. But she should resources. also be asking the San Francisco Police Department if they want to like wander do into their crime own investigation. scenes, yeah, um, because they have the case file on the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Like, that's true. Um, they, they are. They are. I would say that they're running an independent investigation. Yeah. They're. They're. They didn't go to the scene of the crime. They don't go to the scene of the murders. Uh, Yet. They'll go to the scenes of other problems. Other problems. Yeah. yeah. Like, they. They discover. Well, we'll. We'll, we'll get into it as as it happens here, right. rather than just describe everything that happens. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, but they're not sure if this is the real Zodiac killer or a copycat. Yeah, because they obviously the real Zodiac was of indeterminate age at the time, but would assuming be, he was as young as twenty when the killing started, he would be in his mid seven. to late sixties right now. Yeah, so uh, it's hard to believe that this would be the original Zodiac. Yeah, but not impossible. But for a couple reasons, it's illogical. One, that he has spent so long not killing people, like six decades mm -hmm. not killing people. But then also on top of that, the fact that he, for no reason, is recommitting his first crime, like shot right, for right, shot. Right. <laughs> shot for shot. Get it, <laughs> yeah, Gus Van Sant? So Riley and Bozer are kind of having a conversation just about the Zodiac Killer. It's purely for the audience's benefit, just to kind of bring people up to speed if you weren't familiar. And Bozer's uh, the expert. Right. He, he has studied every serial killer movie and documentary ever made. For his own personal story. That to help him writing. make masks. Mm -hmm. To commit murders. Right. <laughs> we were, we're still piecing together that Bozer is Murdoch. I don't know why it's taking us so long to get to it. <laughs> It'll happen naturally. But Patrick, they argued with each other in a visitation room. Yeah, no, shut up. Perfect, perfect masks. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, that wasn't actually Bozer. That was Murdoch wearing a Bozer mask. <laughs> well, who's the other guy? That was Bozer wearing a Murdoch right, yeah. mask. <laughs> <laughs> they worked it out before. Why didn't he spoil it? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're me. I'm you. Take his mask off, Riley. <laughs> Riley takes off her mask. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just blood and muscle. <laughs> so, yeah. They're, they're talking about the Zodiac Killer. And they're comparing the new pattern to the old pattern. Uh... Talking about the, the the evidence that had been collected, all the different kinds of books and investigations that were done. Right. They pull up what they call a police sketch of the Zodiac Killer, which is not actually a police sketch. It was a sketch by Robert Graysmith, who is a, a true crime author, but who he at the time worked as 
a cartoonist for the San Francisco Chronicle. He's played by Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he became like totally obsessed with solving the the murders and right. apparently he went through like a divorce as a result of his like yeah. obsession with it. The movie was okay. It it was just really badly paced in my opinion. I, I mean, think the uh, biggest problem is that there's not an ending. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Robert McKee, wow them in the end and you've got a movie. You know? This is not a movie. Yeah. I did like how they were I did like how they showed the passage of time in that movie where they just kept showing the Transamerican pyramid like coming together. Yeah. Like they give you like a sense of how time was progressing. Yeah. Uh, I still prefer clocks moving <laughs> fast. Just dates appearing yeah. on the bottom of the screen. Pages of a calendar flying out the window. <laughs> or flying towards camera. <laughs> Pe- people sitting at di- different holiday settings. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, now it's Christmas. Now it's Martin Luther King. Citizen Day. Kane's table getting longer and longer. Yeah. That one's actually and the, and, the, and the strangers rebuilding the city every night. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different movie. Uh, so anyway, back to MacGyver. Uh, they, MacGyver, Maddie, Weber, and Jack head to the funeral. And they're there to question uh, Vanessa Franks' yeah, mother. Yeah, not to pay their condolences. They're there to question the mother of the yeah. victim, who I'm sure wants nothing more than to talk about her daughter's murderer mm-hmm. on the day of her daughter's funeral. On this, the day of my daughter's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> she can't refuse any favors they ask. That's <laughs> a rule. Uh, Do you have any soda? <laughs> I, I don't mean to cause any problems, but you have to say yes, and you have to give me one. <laughs> So, Dr. Pepper? I hope that your next child is a masculine child. (laughs) Who won't so easily be murdered. (laughs) Thank you, Luca. So, the mother, unfortunately, does not have really any information. Uh, The daughter didn't do anything suspicious or talk about anything suspicious or act like there was something wrong. Uh, However, MacGyver and Jack notice something strange about her bedroom, or more to the point, outside of her bedroom, where there's a very obvious uh, tree branch that has been trimmed to give the uh, apartment building across the street a better view of that particular bedroom window. And the ghost of the girl is sitting on the bed, and then Haley Joel Osment starts talking to her, Mm -hmm. and he gets all the clues they need. Yep. No, that's not true. She had been poisoned. So they follow the path of sight. Why does she boo-scare him? I don't get it. It's like there's a lot of that movie that doesn't make much it's sense. Like, it's like, I brought you here to show you the evidence, and now I'm going to freaking jump out at you and scare the crap out of you. Yeah. Instead of just saying, here it is, this is the evidence. Ah, why did you do that? <laughs> of ghosts. It doesn't scare him, though, I guess. Still scare me. So uh, you're mad that she scared you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought she was supposed to be a friendly ghost, like Casper. I froze to you? death outside. <laughs> And that's what happened to him, right? He froze to death? Yeah. That's oh, I, no, he got sick. He he went outside and played right. too long, and he got sick. You know what I'm actually thinking of in Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think, oh. where a kid gets freezes to death outside, and they talk to his ghost. Mm. The biggest Are You Afraid of the Dark fan, to be honest. No? No. Not even Dead Man's Float? Uh, Dead Man's Float is horrifying. Yeah. That is... That and the, the weird wish-granting creature in the basement that a kid murders another kid for. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, super dark. A kid murders another kid on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Straight up. He's the hero. The hero murders another child. 
Um, it's to be fair though, he had it coming. Yeah, and he got a bike out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Built him a bike out of his bones. <laughs> Bonesicle. <laughs> so they head over to the apartment building across the way, and I guess there's only one apartment building that would fit, even though there was clearly like like six that would face nope, that nope, direction. There's only one. They're very good at this. They did it last week too. And, uh, From an illustration, they were able to de- mm-hmm. determine exactly which room to break into. Uh, so they're searching the room, and they find evidence of a severe case of chain smoking. Right. Uh, there is just a a solo a chain cup. just smoked down to the right, right down, right, right down, down to the, the stump. I don't know what you call the end of a chain. <laughs> the down link. to the link. Uh, it, there's a solo cup like filled with uh, cigarette butts. And instead of, like, again, collecting evidence, MacGyver just handles the cup with his fingers. Yeah, he dumps all the cigarette butts into his mouth and chews on them for a while, and mm-hmm. he says he went that way. <laughs> that doesn't Someone's happen. Someone's a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think, Jack? I think this guy's a smoker. <laughs> yeah, why are you eating those? I got a problem, Jack. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh they start to hear someone creeping around the apartment because Jack did not fully secure the apartment. and Or partially. Or partially. <laughs> they didn't even finish sweeping the room. Uh, so a guy runs out, and uh, Jack is chasing him down the stairs, but MacGyver uh, grabs a piece of like uh, coaxial cable from the wall yeah, and just on He pulls it faith, over his shoulder mm-hmm. and then pulls it underneath his belt. Mm-hmm. So that way... The weight of it would be distributed across his shoulder blade and the his inside belt. of his belt. I guess. But then but he jumps out the window and he's it's basically pulling the coaxial completely out of the wall. Right. And I guess he's counting on the resistance of the drywall to slow uh, him to slow down. him down. But here's the thing, he's like you don't know for all you know that that cable is gonna go up into the ceiling or into some stud bay and then just stop all of a sudden. But also really the the failing point on this plan is that he's holding onto the edge of the cable mm-hmm. because that would be getting pulled back through his hand. Oh, that's true. Like th- th- his entire weight is on the end of the cable, not on what's getting tucked through his belt. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense if he just tied it around the belt. So, oh, that's what I, oh, what I thought he was going to do was, was that I thought he was going to tie it around his waist, but he pulls it through the belt and then holds onto it. And that's where it would get yanked out of his hand and he would just fall off the end of it and die. And die. But instead, he lands on... But instead of killing the title character in this episode. Yeah. They, they chose to go a different route. Yeah. Um, and he tackles the homeless guy who was lurking around the apartment. He claims that uh, he doesn't live there. He they, the, the people in the apartment building let him sleep in the hallways and stuff. Um, even though this it seemed like this whole building was just abandoned. Does he say that they let him sleep there? Yeah, he says like they, the people let me sleep in the stairwells and stuff. It just seems like, why did you run then, if you have the permission of the landowner? Um, well, I don't think he has permission of the landowner, but other tenants. Other tenants, let him see. So they're subletting, so they're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's not Their, their, their the lease agreement does not allow for sublets. Uh, and uh, he describes the man who lives in that apartment, who he dubs the smoking man. Right. Bringing Another, it back around to the X-Files. I don't know what you're doing. I'm trying to do the X-Files. Uh, so, yeah, but this is not William B. Davis, not to be confused with Ann B. Davis, the uh, housekeeper from the Brady Bunch. Right. Uh, William Alice. B. Davis, 
played a judge famously in an episode of MacGyver mm-hmm. called The Trail of Tears that we're pretty sure was called <laughs> Trial, Trial of, Tears of Tears on the first draft. Uh, but this isn't that smoking man. No, this is This is a different smoking man, and he describes him as an older man in his like 60s or 70s, gray hair, uh, creepy, weird, and it's like, oh, this sounds like... Sam it could Elliot. be the, the <laughs> it could be Sam Elliott. <laughs> I don't think he smokes, except when he played the Marlboro Man. And thank yeah, you for smoking. thank you for smoking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Maddie Weber and the rest of the team show up at the apartment, and MacGyver sees something on the floor that he wants to lift a boot print off the ground. Yeah, and so, so he continues to contaminate the scene. Mm-hmm. So now taking more care than he did with that solo cup full of fingerprints. <laughs> Just a cup full of fingerprints. Yep. <laughs> Filled to the brim with fingerprints. <laughs> Literally, it, it really was. was. All, all those cigarette butts, unless he was wearing gloves the whole time. Yeah. Um, he doesn't believe in gloves. Uh, so he uses, he cuts off a, my, my, I don't know where, I think there's a my, Mylar balloon in the apartment. Yeah, just floating around. Uh, he, Happy 65th birthday, Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Congratulations on your 37th kill. Uh <laughs> Or 39th now. Yeah, 39th. With these two. Right, because they were 38 and 39. Or, you know, Mylar balloons last a while. It could be from the 60s. That's true. That's true. I don't think Mylar existed yet. It definitely did. Um, with all the numbers and, like, of the killing, it kind of reminded me of the Frighteners. Uh, right. Like, where he with carves the, the... Yeah, with Jake Busey and the numbers carved in the yeah. foreheads. So, MacGyver uses the Mylar balloon... Puts it over the boot print and then uses a piece of newspaper. But he rigs up some wires to like aluminum, I guess. To I'm not I'm not sure. He says he's building up a static charge, so I'm not quite sure what he was doing with the wires in the can. It wasn't. It's not explained. He just says that he's doing this. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's trying to create some kind of current or flow or negative or or trying to ground ground it in some kind of way in order I can't to get a charge. To guess. Uh, anyway, he's able to lift a boot print. Yeah. And Riley examines the print and is able to, to determine that it was a. Well, she's not able to determine. She's, she says she's going to run a scan on it. But Bozer has all his Zodiac books. Yeah. And says this is the same boot print and style that the Zodiac used, and it's the same shoe size because yeah. Riley was able to measure the. And shoes. they're like, okay, so maybe it's a copycat. And then Riley says, no, this isn't like they don't make this boot anymore. If you wanted this boot, you'd have to go to eBay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a hard thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's impossible. That someone who was trying to copycat the Zodiac Killer to the extent that they were actually murdering people mm-hmm. wouldn't go to the effort of buying shoes on eBay. Exactly. To to complete his ensemble. Right. So then they figure out, okay, well, who's bought these shoes on eBay? Yeah. And who's bought them in this area specifically? Only Luckily, only one person in San Francisco but, is a Zodiac enthusiast. Yeah, and bought I'm sure and that's not true. I'm sure that... Those kind of boots are sold all over San Francisco mm-hmm. by people who care about the yeah. Zodiac Killer. And and also, like, there's military supply stores. Yeah, you don't like, have to buy them online. You can buy them with cash. Uh, yeah, so, again, they, like you said, they were able to track a shipment to somebody's house. I, I don't know how they were able to get all that. I mean, I guess they're a Phoenix Foundation, so they have access to I'm it. sure she hacked it because I don't think eBay would cooperate with the Phoenix uh, Foundation? A, a think tank they'd never heard of and give all their shipping addresses. Those crappy robots. Yeah. That bleed green blood. <laughs> I don't know. All this robot does is bleed. It's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've programmed it to do so far. A very uh, rudimentary robot. 
getting it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't does it come out of carpet easy? Oh no, 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 no! It stains. <laughs> if this robot doesn't become a person later in the show, I'm gonna be upset though. It should just be like the first, like they should put a Brent Spiner mask on it. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's just it needs to be Robert. You lost weight, yeah. Robert. It was that that was the champagne robot? Yeah, right? and Roberta was the oh, egg Roberta. Robert. <laughs> Roberta. <laughs> Roberta. Roberta. <laughs> I just kept cutting that clip into the episode. She totally ruined those shoes, though. Yeah. The Susan eggs. was very upset. Mm-hmm. Roberta. So, MacGyver and Jack are staking out the residence uh, of the man who bought the shoes. Yeah. And while they're waiting, another guy comes up with a letter, and he's like, special delivery, like, as if yeah. he was a mailman, but he's clearly just some guy yeah. with a letter. Um, and they roll down the window and point a gun in his face. Yeah, because they want to know, like, because <laughs> I love Jack's response. It's like, I'm just, I'm delivering, a, I'm delivering a letter. It's like, we're two guys in a parked car, dude. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? But they don't tell him that they they work for uh, any kind of a law enforcement organization or mm-hmm. that he's that they're not the bad guys. So this guy's just scared for his life that he's about to get shot because, right? According to him, someone down the street. Gave him a hundred bucks in this envelope and said, "Give this to the two guys in the car." A guy down the street wearing a sunglasses insane hood and, a hat. and sunglasses yeah. at night, and Jack's like, "Sunglasses at night? That didn't seem weird to you." And the guy's like, "I don't know." So they breach the house, and uh, you know the, the the letters from the Zodiac. Right? We should say that. Uh, Maybe you didn't put that together yet. Yeah, sorry. I know we skipped over it. Uh, and uh, so they breach the house, and inside there is nothing of interest. Right. In fact, there's so little of interest that it actually makes Jack start to think that this is odd. Yeah. That this house is the most boring, normal-looking, perfect house ever. Yeah. And uh, he even recognizes the stock photo from a, a framed photo uh, on the table because he has the exact same frame. I'm still not clear on what that means. I guess it also means that he bought a photo frame and just has it on display, so it looks... But why Why is this house uh, plain? Oh, why is that? Because it's a, it's a cover. What makes it a cover? Doesn't the guy actually live there? Uh, I think he lives in the secret room that they uncover with uh, MacGyver takes apart the well, So the implication the is that router. the rest of the house is never used, only the secret Correct. room is being used. Because uh, Jack even says these, these couch cushions look like no one's ever even sat on them before. I don't understand how that's a cover. <laughs> it's just a house. What's the problem? Well, I don't know. Like, If you don't expect people to come into the house, why wouldn't you use the whole house and just call it your house? I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I just have I some guess of we'll them. I guess we'll have to ask the Zodiac. Uh, so they find a secret room by utilizing the Wi-Fi router. and It ba- seems like that's the only reason for it. It's just pacing so that MacGyver can invent something to find a secret room. But he could find a secret room in a house that was lived in. It's true. It's true. Oh, what are we to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to do that. Um, uh, I get what you're saying. I really do. But I think that the whole purpose of the house was just to, just to so not... Jack could contribute. Well, <laughs> yes, I, I think I think writing wise that was that was the reason. But I think the story wise, 
is was that if you breach this house and goes, oh, this looks like a normal house. It doesn't look like there's no sign of a that a weirdo killer smoker crazy person lives here. This just this looks like somebody's house. Right. Um, I think that's what it is. I think it's just to look normal, and and even though it doesn't look lived in. If I wanted a house to look lived in, you I live would in live it. in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hang out of my closet all day if I wanted my house to look lived in. Well, there it is. <laughs> Regardless of of your of your professional killing and hiding that you do. Uh, when the cops bust in here, they're going to be like, this place is a mess. <laughs> There's no way you're the killer. There's no way he's the killer. This you, house is a mess. You, you, it doesn't even look like you have time to clean up after yourself, let alone a murder. <laughs> There's corpses all over the place. <laughs> this is clearly not the killer's house. He hasn't cleaned in weeks. <laughs> house of a thousand corpses, indeed. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so, again, MacGyver builds a uses a Wi-Fi router um, to send out a Wi-Fi signal, and then um, if the signal isn't immediately bounced back, it makes a sound. Right. Uh, this is very similar to Murderer's Sky, right. in which he utilizes an old radio, I believe it's a radio set, um, and he's utilizing the speakers to look for a possible hollow point in the wall that right. the uh, Chinese immigrants would have used to hide in uh, right. during a raid. Because it's very well known that in San Francisco, in these 30-year-old suburbs, mm -hmm. that uh, Chinese people used to carve out secret rooms under the stairs. Right. At least in the MacGyver universe, <laughs> that is a common thing. Yeah. It's also but where they produce drugs. Sure enough, they find something. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's the same uh, secret wall that they used in the pilot <laughs> when they find a, a secret room with the uh, bioweapon in it. Who was the girl in Murderous Go? Was that Tia Carrera playing the uh, killer? Tia Carrera was the older sister in... Yes, oh, T Tia Carrera was the with the murderer that was sent by the bad guy. Yeah, with the birdcage. Because yeah. she's dressed as a ninja in the beginning, and she busts into the building right, and right, blows right. it up and kills the grandfather. Yeah, because yeah, she was the sister in another episode. But in this episode, she's playing a different... Right. No, or in that Murderous Guy, she's playing a different episode. Right. And I had the kid from uh, Turtles too. Right. What's his name? Reyes. Ernie Reyes? Ernie Reyes Jr. Or is that a different person from... Bruce Willis Jr.? <laughs> oh, I think that's it. I think that's it, yeah. Uh, uh, so they find a secret door leading to a secret room, and it looks like it's filled with Zodiac evidence. It's newspaper clippings and all this stuff all around, but it's actually all been printed out recently. Right. Uh, similar to the Zodiac letters, as Bozer informs them, that... All the handwriting on the Zodiac letters that they've been receiving is an exact match for the Zodiac yeah, killer. In fact, too exact because if it had been 50 years later, your handwriting would have changed. You wouldn't have been able to keep it so perfectly intact. And so they determined that the person has been using a computer to replicate the Zodiac's handwriting as a font, mm -hmm. which was first given away by the fact that it's written in toner yeah. from an ink. Exactly, because earlier in the episode they showed it with like a forensics expert who's like studying it with a magnifying glass, ah. um, and uh, it's like you'd be able to tell immediately that that wasn't ink. That yeah, it was there's toner. no indentation on the page. I mean, even if it was like inkjet ink, it would look different. Yeah, but this was like you know, the, he 
Bozer says it's toner. Yeah, like in the so. challenge when MacGyver get, gets a little bit of water and smears it. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is toner. It doesn't smear. This is this is uh, ink from a, from a printing press. This is, These are fake. This is yeah. from the real... What, what, was it, what was the gang called that was putting the call sign in their drugs? Oh, yeah. It's like the dragons or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The demons. Yeah, the demons. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, uh, the one kid went to... to to talk to them and got like got some, got the legitimate yeah. like uh, drug they stuff. They've been selling this stuff in weeks or months. It's a good episode. It's got the shaft. It's in it. Super depressing episode. Yeah, it is. Kid does. No, shaft's not in that one. Isn't he? No, shaft was in. Uh, shaft was in tough boys. Tough boys. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, the challenge is the one with the uh, the Colombian necktie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow yeah that episode Shh. horrifying <laughs> uh so they send riley uh information that they find at the scene yeah uh she's got they got a laptop and the copycat zodiac has been emailing with somebody else right. in the zodiac code and so, maddie says you need to tell me the names of both of these people, so yeah. get on it. Yeah, so Riley says, no problem. Yeah. So Riley starts uh, examining the codes. Meanwhile... She puts on these headphones that they've been trying to sell us lately. Yeah. They, uh, they sh I think they showed up either in the pilot. No, I think they were in the pilot. Mm. They were definitely in, and in someone references, like, who actually made the headphones. Like the, they're like Beyonce's headphones. And then Bozer wore some last week in a scene that was totally useless except to advertise the headphones. Mm -hmm. And here we are seeing them again and seeing how great the noise canceling is. Yeah, because Riley does not see <laughs> or hear the person attempting to remove the chain from the door. But she does sense, sense something is amiss. Right. So she turns around, but there's no one there. Yeah. And, and But the chain is off the door, which I would have noticed. I was like, because I would have put it on there. Yeah. Um, Especially if I was so paranoid as to just say, Bozer... Bozer to the closed mm -hmm. door a couple times. Bozer, how'd like, you get in here? Let me just relock this. Yeah, exactly. Why don't I just turn the one on the door that you can't open? Right. <laughs> I don't know how this person is opening it to begin with. Yeah. This is a key card. Like, it's got one of the little key card doors. Uh, listeners, if you're going to lock a door, don't do only the chain because <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make sense. Uh, so Riley is snagged, and when she wakes up, after the commercial break, she is in the lair of the Zodiac, which is just a movie theater where there he's just broadcasting the countdown timer over and over and over again. Yeah, like a test pattern countdown. Mm -hmm. So Bozer arrives at the Which is actual film being projected, presumably, yeah, unless yeah. it's a digital projector. Well, I'm sure it was digital, but... But, I mean, do you think in the reality of this episode that it was supposed to be film? I believe it was supposed to be film, and I believe so that they were actually... So do you think spliced a bunch of countdowns together? Um... He did he in the story? Yeah. Yes, I think I think that he was just. Where did he find so many countdowns that he could splice all together into one reel just for his like murder reel? He's got the whole movie theater there at the beginning of every film. Are they? Well, I'm sure that they. I were. thought it was like leader that you attach to the beginning of a film. That's why that part looks like the most projected. Maybe I'm incorrect. I don't Any know. Any of our projectionist listeners? Yeah. Feel free to. Projectionalists. Me. <laughs> projectionalists 
I'm, I'm in the business. If what, any of our listeners do? are projectors, <laughs> please let us know. But don't project onto us. Yeah. All right? I don't need your problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bozer arrives at the hotel, and he finds a huge pile of cigarette butts outside. Clearly, someone was smoking a lot outside for some reason instead of going in and attacking the girl. Well, um, when you got a problem, you got a problem. Uh, and Whenever ins- picks him up and chews the whole handful. Yep, no, yep. he doesn't. Inside the hotel room on Riley's computer is another Zodiac letter. Right. And it says, for those seeking me or something like yeah. that. And it's an ultimatum to stop looking for him and he'll let the girl go. Yeah. Um, and they're very puzzled by the by the increase of the count, the kill count with a question mark yeah. on the letter. Even though the last letter that they got, that the guy handed them in the car, said 39 because they've covered... He killed 37 people in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he's killed two more at the beginning of this episode, so now he's killed 39. And then he says, you guys better stop investigating me, even though that's the whole point of being the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And if you stop doing it for 24 hours, then I'll let your friend go. And then you can, at which point you can continue pursuing me, presumably. I don't know why I took uh, yeah. your friend. I forget why I took your friend. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the letter it says, 40 question mark? And they don't, they're so perplexed by this. Yeah. And it's like, wait, because the last one said 39. So this, the question mark means it's up to us if he kills another yeah. person. Oh. It's like he's saying maybe? But the Zodiac Killer didn't kidnap people mm-hmm. and ransom them to the police. He also usually killed couples. Um, it's just very weird. Yeah. Especially considering the next scene. But anyway. Um, so they need Riley's computer. Because she's narrowed it down to a certain number of locations that mm-hmm. she thinks could be this person's hideout. And luckily, Bozer has been spying on her yeah. and knows her password. Right. And so he's able to log in, and they're able to narrow down uh, to... Because they, they, she links it to a property owner who had died. Right. And... So given so that the property would have to be abandoned, mm-hmm. but these ones are all occupied. Mm-hmm. These ones are all in highly populated areas. And then of the maybe 25 or so left, MacGyver says, didn't you say he was like a movie junkie? Mm-hmm. Well, there's this one movie theater yep. in the middle of the most expensive city corner of San yeah. Francisco. And for some reason it's not in operation, even yeah. though it looks great from the outside. And this, where for some reason, this guy who is some kind of real estate slumlord, who generally, if you're a slumlord, you want people in your buildings. They're just crappy. Yeah. Because um, then But there's a you. perfectly. We know it's a functional movie theater mm-hmm. that is just not functioning, and so they decide they're going to go there. Meanwhile, um, at this point, Riley is just trying to convince this guy to shoot her mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, because because apparently the 24 hours have elapsed or he is somehow aware that they are still investigating him. Right. Uh, we're uncertain as to why he's decided to kill Riley now. Right. Uh, but he's going to do it, but then he won't do it. because. And Riley is saying, you can't do it because this isn't how the Zodiac kills, and you want to be exactly like him. Right. But wouldn't he have known that before he kidnapped her? Yeah, because the whole act of kidnapping would invalidate anything that you were like the Zodiac at yeah, this point. Yeah, so I, I just don't understand like, what his if his plan was, I'm going to recreate the Zodiac killings. Okay, first thing he did, what did he do? Okay, so he killed two people on a date. What was the next thing he did? I don't care. I'm going to go into this building and hope that I 
can get into the room and kidnap this mm. girl that I don't know what she's doing. I have no way of knowing if she's a part of the team investigating me. Yep. I'm going to kidnap that lady. And not take her computer. That has vital information. And before he did it, he didn't stop. Like, he sat there for, you know, 40 cigarettes and didn't think to himself, wait a minute. This isn't part of what the Zodiac did. This totally, like, ruins my, my whole mm-hmm. fetish. This is all this is all coming apart really quick. Yeah. But anyway, I, she I better kill the girl. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, he's not angry that she's poking holes in his plan. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, MacGyver and Jack have arrived, and MacGyver takes a film can, and I'm assuming it was a silver nitrate yeah. film. Uh, which, for those who, you do, who don't know, uh, is explosive. very, very flammable. Yeah. It's, it's basically gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so he lights a, a strip of the film and rolls the can down the aisle yeah. in some just terrible, but, terrible CG. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing, in parts of this, we're seeing a wide shot of her sitting on the chair at the front of this theater. And even though in the close-up, we've seen that the Zodiac Killer is standing there pointing a gun at her, mm. in the wide shots, there is no Zodiac Killer. It's yeah. just Riley sitting in the chair by herself. Yeah. It, I, I tried to think about maybe what... I thought maybe we were being tricked as to what we were seeing, and they were behind the screen. Or he was standing directly in front of her, I thought, maybe. But yeah. I looked at it again, and it's like, no, he's no, just not just, there. They just forgot there. that he was standing there when they shot these wide things. Like... The guy was off at like a makeup chair, mm-hmm. and they just forgot that someone's supposed to be standing there with Riley, with a gun pointed at her. With a gun, yeah. Because he even says, "Good, he's keeping her talking." It's like, who, who, who is? There's nobody there. There's no there. Are we imagining this character? Oh my God, she is the Zodiac. Oh my God, it is the Zodiac killer, and he probably died in the '60s because he hasn't killed anyone since then. But so this mm. this bomb of a yeah. film rolls yeah. down the aisle. It's probably a terrible movie, I guess, right? <laughs> I hope so. So it blows up, but it blows up in the theater. So, oh, yeah. see, I brought it around and made it nope. a different thing. Nope. It busts uh, the whole block. <laughs> um, so now there's smoke everywhere. Yeah, and uh, they get to Riley, but uh, Jack dubs the copycat killer the Fodiac killer, yeah. which got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. Um, so they chase after him down into the... Uh, uh, I guess beneath the stage, there's mannequins. So like, now it's like a, a stage theater, not a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a trap door down to, a, yeah, a mannequin shop on downstairs from this movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some uh, reason, I did not give that a second thought until you brought that up. Yeah, yeah it's like what, no reason this stuff would be down there. I mean, I guess they could they could convert it from in stage case anyone to after the movie wants to climb down some stairs into our basement. We could model some clothes down here. Mm-hmm. Let's get some mannequins. I mean, I suppose it could double as a movie theater and a stage theater. I don't know. But but there again, there's uh, there's just nothing but mannequins downstairs. Yeah. You know what they do? They're, I know what the mannequins are for now. When they get authentic props, like the arc light, and they say, oh, look, here's the, the, the suit worn by Lee DiCaprio and Revenant. Uh-huh. That's what they're for. That's I have exactly declared what it. it's for. Um, although it did, it did remind me of the scene in Ghostbusters when Leslie Jones opens the room full of mannequins and just goes, nope, nope, nope. nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like legitimate response. Yeah, it's just like, I already know how this scene's going to go. I'm not going in this room. Uh, so they chase down the, uh, the Fodiac and 
you keep thinking he's going to be behind one of the mannequins or dressed. There's like a mannequin in a veil. Yeah, we're we're just spoiled by man with the golden gun. Yeah, just expecting one of these mannequins to turn around and smack Jack in the head. Um, but instead, Jack turns around and almost shoots MacGyver. Right. And then the Zodiac just runs around a corner and Jack shoots at a pipe that has steam in it. Right. <laughs> there's a steam pipe. Yeah, there's a steam pipe running in this abandoned movie theater. <laughs> and then, and then O'Reilly clocks him with. Like one a of post from one of those like cues, yeah, like the Q the Q post setup things. Those actually have a, I think, a name. There, there's actually a name for those. I've heard of the poles. name before, and I've instantly forgotten it. Yeah, but and you know, so she hits him with one. I'll look it up, and then that'll be the Mac fact. Whatever mm-hmm. those poles are called that they make lines out of. Uh, so he goes down, and they unmask him, and it is the homeless man from earlier. Right. Wait, so you're telling me it's not one of the regular characters on the show? Nope. It's the only other person that we've talked to? Exactly. Unless other, it was other the, than mo- the, mother. the mother of the kid that got murdered at the beginning. It had to be the only other person who's shown up. Or the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Um, so what if they actually... What if the people who wrote this episode figured out who the Zodiac Killer was and invited him to come and play himself? Oh, like a Robert Durst situation? Yeah. They were just like, come on out here. You'll play the Zodiac. We'll just play it off like you're a non-actor guy mm-hmm. that we got. We won't tell anyone. We're just going for the, you know, authenticity. Yeah. See, what happens in in real crime procedurals is they interview multiple suspects, and you have to wonder about each of them. Yeah. Because they all have their motive. And then they go back to one, and you think, they got him. This is the one. But no. But that's three times as many people to keep track of. Yeah. I prefer the Scooby-Doo method, where the only person that's not a regular (laughs) on the show is the killer. In a mask. Right. Why, it's old man Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, Who has three homes mm-hmm. and lives by choice in an abandoned stairwell. Yep. Instead of it's the fully co- furnished house it's or the enormous movie theater. It's a cover. What is it a cover for? He's it didn't cover home? anything. It, they, they bought it? They didn't. They, they found d- a secret room in two seconds. No, but they bought that he was just a homeless guy. So that was the cover house? No, the whole persona of the homeless guy was a cover. I don't understand. Why? And the house is probably... Why did he have a house if he didn't live in it? Well we're, well, we're about to get into that because the property owner was his father who was brutally murdered. And apparently the kid went crazy. Um, and nobody noticed that this house was was occupied by... Like, there's what difference would it make if he'd lived in the house? I don't understand. It's it's rock solid. So the neighbors think someone lives there, or they think nobody lives in the house? I think they think that somebody lives there. But they've never seen him. They've never seen him. And his car it, doesn't it, move. It's, it's like... He walks everywhere. Yeah, it, it's like the naps in the burbs, the people next door. It's like, how many conversations did you have? I had one. So, Wouldn't one be enough to be like, didn't your dad own this house and before you? And was brutally murdered. Wasn't he murdered? Did anyone ever investigate that murder? Nope. Seems like someone would have talked to you. How did you completely fall off the map? And also, who was the guy he was corresponding with? Was it the real Zodiac? Yeah, they, because never, they never say. They just say, we traced this guy's it. writing letters to someone who's teaching him how to murder. Yeah, and we've traced it to this guy in Oahu, some doctor. It's like, okay, well, then is that the Zodiac killer? Or is it going to be someone from Hawaii Five-0? Yeah, it's like... They, they leave this huge thread dangling. And Jack says, oh, I know someone on Oahu. That's great. We also know the police on Oahu. We can just say, go arrest this guy or at least detain him. 
Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear they're just working towards their crossover episode. Of, and assuming of, of that Hawaii Five O. Yeah, and assuming is that a CBS sh- show? Yeah, it's a Peter Lenkoff show. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. That's why he was making such a big deal about it. Like he says, Jack says, "Oh, I know someone who's over there." Yeah. But there, oh there's there. The show's not going to be on the air long enough to do a crossover, unless that's the finale. Oh my god. I kind of want it to happen now. <laughs> I don't. Because you know what that means. Yeah. Once they cross over, we have to review every episode of Hawaii Five-0. No, we don't have to for, do that. Of the original series <laughs> and of the new series. I do kind of want to watch the original Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> I don't. Um, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, New Girl did a crossover. That, I'll, I'll review both of those. No problem. <laughs> So yeah, they, they leave the, the loose thread of whether or not this other person that he was talking to was the Zodiac, and if they're going to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and Maddie Weber has a her little aside with MacGyver. Again, yeah, I don't like the way you do of, things. It's this, it's this dumb, like, Bozer doesn't trust MacGyver thing three episodes in a row again. Yeah. And it's just her saying, look, same conversation as last episode. And then MacGyver says, same response as last episode. Mm-hmm. Let's do this again next week. Exactly. Yeah. Until, until look, you trust me. I don't me. like the way you do things, but it, all, it always works. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Pat on the back. Don't screw up. I love you. I hate you. Deal. Deal. <laughs> Crystal. Credits. <laughs> yep. And, uh, okay, so, this episode's okay. Like, I, I get what they were trying to do. Um, like this it's was, the most memorable episode, for yeah, sure. Because it's the Zodiac killer. Yeah, like, just because they did something crazy like bringing the Zodiac Oh, We didn't mention it. that he does a paperclip. Uh, oh, he did and, do a paperclip. And he, he makes the Zodiac, which kind of makes him look guilty. Yeah. I was like, maybe you shouldn't do the Zodiac symbol. Right. Because um, that's, like, creepy. Do you think he's the real, original Zodiac killer? Yeah. He's He's the right age. Yeah. To be his grandchild. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson wasn't even the right age. He would have had to start killing people when he was like 15. Um, I think it was a pretty bold move to try to do a MacGyver episode about catching the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. I, but for that reason, I applaud it in terms yeah. of what they what they thought they were doing. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you on that. I do think it got fumbled a little bit in that it doesn't make any sense that this guy was trying to emulate the zodiac killer and then suddenly wasn't trying to emulate the zodiac killer mm-hmm. and that was his undoing was that he oh i forgot uh, that i was pretending to be the zodiac killer why did i kidnap this lady <laughs> i lost track maybe you know what he wanted to be his own zodiac killer and i also think that he should have killed more people <laughs> like two people before the credits mm-hmm. and then he doesn't kill anyone else for the whole rest of the episode yeah you gotta let him kill some more people you gotta let that number increase Build up the stakes. Yeah, that... that was, I mean, that was a pretty powerful opening. It, it's certainly the most brutal, I think, for this series. I mean, yeah, if we want to call that first kill the opening gambit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was with the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, one of the more brutal things we've seen on this, on this new series. Yeah, that's um, probably true. So, I mean, maybe, maybe they're going to be going for a darker tone. But uh, well, you know what happens next week. The Coltons show up. Oh man, I 
you you showed me the uh, cast photo, and I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, we, we we got messages from uh, Andrea Seitz and from uh, Casadinos, uh, pretty much back to back on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, about the casting choices for the Coltons, and uh, there's actually a group photo of the, of all four of them because they have like uh, Mama Colton mm. and Billy and Jesse and uh, what is um Frank. Frank? Frank, yeah, yeah. Frank. Uh, and, and Mama. I, yeah, Mama. And I didn't see a frog dog, though, but I'm sure there will be a frog yeah, dog they're, in they're, there. They're, well, they're, well, frog dog wasn't initially part of the Coltons either. Right. He, he came along. Yeah. And also they, they filled in a blank that I didn't even realize was a problem with the original Coltons, but now Jesse is a female. Right. Which I think works better to have a young a young woman on the team, too. Yeah, yeah. And Jesse obviously works as a male name or a female name. Um, but uh, It's so interesting that they're going for as much as possible, like, reusing characters. Like Maddie Weber. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, even they, though Maddie Weber was the bad guy and right. Pete Thornton was so, the good guy. Uh, we still have a, a chance for that to play out. But I think it's interesting that they've obviously done their research on characters at least. Like they they went to the Wikipedia and said, Oh look, reoccurring characters on MacGyver or yeah. characters on MacGyver period. Um I think it's interesting Was that Weber th- even in more than one episode? I mean um, the actor was in three episodes. Yeah. But the character was only in one episode. No, I thought he was in two. Or maybe it was a flashback. No, he he was the PI in the Olympics episode. Mm-hmm. The of the um what was it called? The Jericho Games. Right, right, right. And then he was a different Phoenix Foundation agent in Deep Trouble. That's right. Okay, line. that's what I was thinking. I I think I was putting him into Deep Trouble. As Weber in Deep Trouble. Yeah. But he, he was Striker in that? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, it does seem like they're just like, oh, well, we got to get rid of Pete Thornton. Uh, who else ever worked for the Phoenix Foundation? Oh, you know what? I just found an episode where someone replaced Pete Thornton, so let's use that name. Yeah. Let's not look into it and see if he was a bad guy. And that Pete got the job back at the end of the episode. Madison Mason, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, just those three. I was going to say, if he was in another episode, it would have just been a clip show. That's what I was saying. Like, I was wondering. I was also wondering if maybe I was remembering a clip show. Is it Stryker, the Deep Trouble name? Yeah. Stringer. Stringer. Yeah. yeah. And that, that scene definitely got reused in... I feel like there was a clip show though, that reshowed Pete's fight when he was uh, because the episode where he was in the hospital, he like hindsight. Yeah, I feel like that they showed a clip from that in hindsight. It was either in hindsight or in the one where Deborah is trying to kill them. Yeah. Uh, that was a couple. That was such a weird season. Hindsight was the worst episode <laughs> yeah. of the whole series. Yeah, it was definitely. Oh my! My ex-wife was the. Th- person sending me horrible cryptic, cryptic notes cryptic death threats <laughs> while i'm in the hospital let's get married that was the episode that we determined was shot in two days at the end of their schedule mm-hmm. and was almost the finale <laughs> it was like Oof. the last episode of season six i think yeah and then they made a much worse finale <laughs> yeah but anyway well, uh the stringer wasn't bad no no Fount- fountain mountain of youth was a little weird mm-hmm Anyway, magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. Yeah, it was it was all right. I like the pitch. Mm-hmm. 
But see, that's been like it's like I like the pitch for last week's episode too, that an FBI informant or an FBI most wanted person is caught on a viral video. Yeah, like, these are good setups. Um, I think they just get lost along the way. Yeah, too many of them just devolve into like uh, this guy's a spy, but he's a bad spy, and we're the good spies. Chase time. And it's not like, hey, let's put out a an oil fire or hey let's stop a hostage situation at mm. an abandoned airport or hey let's i gotta rescue some some nuns and some orphans or from all these like burmese opium farmers or you yeah. know a army of ants if there's yeah. not an ant episode of MacGyver, they're, they're, they could they should do an ant episode they should do a trumbo's world i would totally be for a trumbo's world and they <laughs> gotta bring trumbo into the fold yeah oh my god that would be great and and then as long as they get like Frank Welker to do like that, funny. <laughs> he has to do a different accent for each ant. I want them to get David Ackroyd to come back and play Trumbo. I think that's about it for this yeah, episode. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com/slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Reboot Season 1, Episode 16. Hook. Hook? Hook. Is this the one where MacGyver's children are kidnapped? (laughs) Let's see. It says, while tracking down a dangerous fugitive, Aaron Deckard. Mm, That name sounds familiar. Uh, Mac and Jack first noticed the Colton family and bounty hunters who were kidnapped kidnapped their mark now using a hook and uh, it's a very weird notorious colton family aaron deckard why does that name sound familiar was that the name of the guy from the episode with the the girl that was in witness protection the the second colton episode it's all just coming up with 2016 what about just deckard Blade Runner? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> is that what it is? There it is. Deckard character, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.